are listening to Legacy Moments, where we have authentic conversations to transform your mind, body, and soul. I am your host, Dr. Patrice Berry, and I am joined by my co-host and mom, Johnny Lloyd. Together, we combine my years of psychological training with her years of leadership and business experience to add value to your day. We're gonna hop right into today's topic. This was something that was requested over on TikTok. People wanted to know more about our relationship. And I do believe we did, we've, we've talked about our relationship throughout it. And I'd like to start with how our relationship was maybe in early childhood, um, then maybe that middle childhood at preteen time, and then as a teenager, and then as an adult, and then possibly even as like, as we've had life changes, like marriage and child and all those things, because relationships aren't static. They don't stay the same. So our, our relationship isn't the same as what it was when I was five. Our, our relation, and, and my mom isn't the same person that, that she was back then. Um, I did a series over on TikTok and I posted it on YouTube as well, talking about uh, healthy families mm. and talking about leaving toxic situations and toxic relationships. Because I do think the thing that was unique to our relationship is that my mom, she's a single parent. Um, she was my primary, because you know she was my primary parent all of my life, and um, and I think that made us closer in some ways. But then also we had to have good boundaries. And then I do think that it was important that my mom had a good relationship with her mom, because sometimes what I've seen in practice is there's this generational like that person didn't have a good relationship with their dad. And then this person didn't have a good relationship with their dad. And there kind of ends up being this, this generational thing and nobody sits down and addresses some of those deeper issues. And one of the things, since you did the generational thing, the thing that I want you to remember is that you can change your relationship with how, from your perspective, we can't control other people we can only control ourselves, even our children, even and especially not our children. Ugh, for real, especially when you when you're building or you're encouraging strong willed minded children. You see me keep on looking over at her because <laughs> she's doing that now. So we, we and we kind of alluded to that yesterday. So let's go back the way that we talked about, because I think that's going to be really beneficial to people to let them know how we started and how we progressed. And so even as a very young child, I have always been very opinionated. OK, <laughs> I, I have I've always had a very strong will. I've always had a very hard head. I had to figure things out on my own. Um, and I am I'm, I'm smart and I have a smart little kid and I'm having to figure things out because and, and it's not that. But it's just she couldn't tell me don't sit on a glass lamp or even if she did tell me don't sit on a glass lamp. She would have tried it. <laughs> I did try it. I did. Because we told her, oh, you're so light. You're so light. You barely weigh anything. So she said, sit on a glass lamp. <laughs> I'm light. It's no big deal. So she took, she was very literal. And your approach when that happened 
was you didn't shame me for that. Like you never, now you probably said like something like what would make you, you know, you were probably. Well, I asked. Okay. Why would you do that? I because... said, why did you sit on the, why did you, because I'm late. But a plug in her, her. You didn't take me to the hospital because I still have that mark. <laughs> okay. So this is what happened. I didn't go to the hospital. She didn't go to the, well, let me say this. She went to the hospital, but it was too late. The doctor oh. said, well, you waited too late. It's got to, okay. it's going to heal on its own. We can't fix it, fix okay. it. Okay. We can't stitch it because it's already healing. Right. But the first thing I thought about, I'm a single parent. I have a, a very high end job. So I'm thinking, what are they going to think? <laughs> they going to think I wasn't watching her. You know, I'm thinking of all these things that could happen. And this that was real. Yeah. Because sometimes when you want to protect, even though I want to protect her, I was thinking, she's going to go in there and tell him. I said, I don't know. That, that's what happened. She has no filter, right? Let me say this. Her truth was her filter. She does have a filter. Truth was her filter. And I taught her that truth always wins. I told her, I said, I will not be upset with you. You know, you won't get in as much trouble if you tell me the truth. If you lie to me. Oh, that was that was her thing. That was that was her trigger. Lying. Can y'all see my hair on fire? Lying. I'm serious. Lying is and still my trigger. I have an issue with it. I was a bit of a liar and I was a bit of a manipulator. <laughs> so a bit? A bit? That's like saying, Johnny, you have leopard print. No, does that leopard you have? Yes. And so that's why I like that we're having this conversation together because a lot of people would look at, you know, Dr. Barry and be like, Dr. Barry used to lie? Dr. Barry, so... Manipulating, like, don't forget the manipulation and lie. And so the way that I view manipulation is that it is trying to get a need met the wrong way, okay? Because my parents were divorced. And so I asked my mom for a Nintendo and she said, I'm not going to buy that. She might've said that's not coming into my house. She might, she probably said that. I said that but too. What, I said that addition, but all she heard was I'm not going to buy it. Go ahead. So I, it was around Christmas time. I think I reached out to my dad. My dad sent the Nintendo and she was like, so who are you? Who would you like to sell this to? No, I said, first get, I said, she, she looked at me like, whoa, my, she said, my dad bought it. I said, I told you, no Nintendo. And she said, but you didn't buy it. Now this is, this is, we're talking to a five-year-old or six no, or whatever. No, I was like, you, I was like nine. I was like, I was like eight. Okay, so was she like was seven eight. Or eight. Whatever. She was young. Okay. She wasn't grown and she didn't no. have no job. Okay. So anyway, so she said, she said, my dad bought it. You didn't buy it. This was, we're having a conversation about this Nintendo coming up to miles, what I pay rent for. So, but that was the freedom I gave her in a way. So when you have freedom with your children, does not mean you don't have boundaries. If I had allowed her to keep that Nintendo and- and Well, and, because and, you, you were being a person of your word. Does that make sense? Yes, but I was ma in maintaining a boundary in my home. And you did let me sell it. I got two hundred dollars. Yes, for, we sold it to my to my cousins. But that's because she was upset because I was thinking give it away, and she said, "This is this is who she, we're dealing with." She said, "Cause I'm a I'm an entrepreneur at heart, right?" She said, "Well, can I sell it?" And I thought, "Well, 
well, that does make sense. I mean, after all the things that free. So she said, so she sold it and she utilized the money herself. Cause I didn't take the money. It was her gift. I probably spent it twice. You always spend money twice, <laughs> but that's a whole different subject. We'll talk about that in a minute. But my point for saying it is as a parent, if you say that you're not going to do something, even if some reason you determine that your thought or what you said is, is going to be different, say something about it. Don't just let it happen like the child got away with it. Because then they think, hmm, what next level thing I can do? But let me tell you this. That was the last time yeah. in my life. That was the last time she ever did that. Yeah. Because I wasn't playing. There was a reason I didn't want Nintendo in my home. There was a reason. It wasn't a great one, but that's okay. It doesn't matter. It was my reason. I'm the adult. She's the child, right? So, so again, y'all value our relationship now. And, and to be honest with you, our relationship is amazing. However, there are bumps and grinds. It doesn't always look like this because I wasn't Patrice's friend. I was her mother. I started being her mother. But you were you were friendly. So to me, you still gave me a voice. Does that make sense? Because some people take a because we have we had friends, we had family friends yeah, that, that like they would pick out their twelve year olds' clothes because I was picking out my own clothes and it's what and what I wanted to wear at five, like four, five, four, yeah, five. yeah. And we're not gonna talk about how she. Okay, yeah, let's back up for a minute. This is what she wore every day to the child care center that she went to. She wore a fufu dress. You know what fufu like you when you go so into we were we were living when in you're Oka going to pageants kind of fufu. We were living in Okinawa and it was and I really had a seamstress and who thought Patrice the sun moon and stars raised on her and she was at my house because she was my mama son. She made Patrice clothes every day, so Patrice would not get into dirt or anything. She would stoop and play in the dirt. But when she went to school, she was perfectly clean. When she came home, she was perfectly clean. I mean, with the socks, everything matching. And she was like happy. And they asked me, why do you let her go like that? She picked it out. She can wear it. And they said, what? But no, no buts. This is, and so every, what she was going to talk about is that people didn't agree. You can go there. You can finish. Well, and then. Um, I want to focus on the fact that I now do that for our son. What I did is, because um, in his closet, his clothes are are too high. And I used to just go in and pick out a few different things. And so what I did is um, I was able to get a rack that would hang lower. Um, it was just a little attachment. I think it was, it was less than $20 um, so that clothes could hang at his level and all the clothes there, I could pick anything that he went to there. If he touches it, he can wear it. So things that are inappropriate for weather, I have that out of, out of his reach. Pajamas are in a different drawer because he would wear pajamas every single day if he could. And, um, and so um, that's a way that I'm kind of continuing that, but giving kids some control over things. Cause I mean, so I used to wear stripes and polka dots. I have some pictures of me wearing some very, very interesting things but interesting from whose perspective. And, and so that's where you help your children not be so conscious of what other people think. Because there was a day she came home and she was really upset. She said, mommy, they were laughing at me. They said that this doesn't match. I said, when you put it on, what did you think? She said, I'm pretty. And she thought that. 
for real, and she is. She said, I'm pretty and I liked it. I said, and that's the way she did her hair. I'm pretty and I liked it. And so I said, what changed? Someone else's opinion. Somebody else's opinion. I said, what does their opinion have to do with what you think? Do you hear me? So this is the deal about what she does for her, her son. Is there was nothing in her closet that was inappropriate. There was nothing in her closet, just like the Nintendo. There was nothing in the house that she could not wear, do whatever, right? I helped her, hear me y'all, I helped her build critical thinking skills by giving her control over what she wore. Now, yesterday, this little wonderful, my, my grandson, in there, I said, I was pointing, I said, you have on different socks. He was so proud. He lifted his legs. He said, yep. I said, who made that decision? He said, I did. I said, great decision. But he, he had on socks. He had on socks. That's right. So see, stop fighting with our children. You want to help your relationship with your child? Fight for things that are important. Okay, so we're going to kind of jump forward to jump back. There was an issue. I am, I have this thing about cleanliness in my space. <laughs> if y'all could see her laughing. Anyway. I have this thing about it. And so uh, we ran into an issue. We we butted heads almost every day. So I don't believe- Not almost, every single day. I don't believe that beds should be made every day. Like I don't, I don't make my bed. Like I'm going to get back in it. And like the covers <laughs> are perfect. Like my spot, I know exactly where my, my spot is. I don't, I don't, I don't make my bed every day. Um, I don't, my, my closet, there are things on, on my floor. Um, but I keep the rest of the house. Okay. And that's, and that's what we agreed on. That's what we agreed on because this is what the deal. <clears throat> I said, is it worth us losing our relationship? So important. Is this battle? Is this battle worth it? That every day we end up in this negative cycle every day. So then I said, okay, wait, what's really important to you? So I said, what's really important to me is, so this was the rule. You can keep your room any way you want. I'm not going to fuss at you or nothing. And I didn't. And there were days that, you know, that was really difficult, but that helped my self-control. I said, however, the rest of the house has to be a certain way. Okay. So she had her own toy store in her room, but we're not going to talk about that. So anyway, so that's the way we worked it. And so there was one morning that I couldn't walk in, walk in. So she was all upset. Do you know what she was upset about? She said, you didn't kiss me this morning. And I said, I opened the door and I found it to be dangerous. It was, it was. <laughs> I could not find a path to you. After that, check this out, because remember, it was important to her and it was important to me too. That morning, I missed kissing her, right? But I couldn't. I said, I'm not going to break my neck going into this room. I just can't do it. This is a moment. This was a, a learning moment for both of us. Go ahead. And then we also had the rule that if you want to go somewhere. So I knew not to ask to go somewhere if my room was a mess. It was so horribly a mess. <laughs> it was still kind of interesting, but I would horribly. I would pick it up. So picking, straighten up is the things are off the floor. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe I, on the bed but no under I, I like under, under the bed, the bed. I like I was a fan of under the bed <laughs> Try not. anyway but my point for is that even in life hear me y'all even in life in relationship with anybody 
pick the battles that are um, urgent or important to you. Don't let everything be a battle. And I think it comes down, sometimes control makes people feel better. Mm -hmm. So if I'm looking at it like, because it is, you know, I, I, because she, she was paying the mortgage. Like this was her house and, 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 and all she didn't live in the shack y'all. I'm just saying, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I've never lived in a shack <laughs> that I can remember that you can remember. Praise the Lord. And so, um, being able to have those, those boundaries, pick and choose those, those battles. Um, because I think some things just, just, ah, uh, yeah, they're harmful to the relationship. And I also like the fact that as I got older, you wanted to be the one that was giving, I felt like I could come to you and say, Hey, this is what my friends are talking about. Or they, they, I heard about this. What does this mean? Like I could come to you and ask you questions. So, um, on TikTok recently, there was a, somebody live streamed and it was a dangerous situation that was live streamed and ended up getting spread around. Um, and, and some kids ended up seeing it and they ended up having a conversation about it. And one of the kids really didn't understand what was happening or like they didn't understand some of the words their peer was using. And so um, I think as parents, we need to make sure that we keep that line of communication open and then careful about how we react and and not react and try to respond. Um, Because I can't react out of out of fear. Um, And because I think trying to keep my kid, okay, nothing be living in fear that's only going to set them up that once they leave my my presence they're going to go do whatever they want to do. Yeah. So I think when you try to control too much. Now I do think kids do need boundaries, they do need expectations, but I think if you try to control too much, then you end up losing the 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 relationship. Um because we we had an agreement where I could come to you and I could say, "Hey, can you talk to me like a friend first and then tell me the mom part?" And that's what I did. I said, as your friend, and 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 look calm. And for me, my face and stuff, I had to learn to be calm. Because sometimes she said something that was like, breathe in, Johnny, breathe in. So, so there's two things to get myself positioned for that. One was, if I had a really crazy day at work, it was not time for me to spend time with her. Because I was going to come from the space that I was in, which was at work. So she knew if I walked in the house and I went straight to my room, I'm serious, went straight to my room, just give me a few minutes. You're going to eat. You're going to you're going to be happy with this chick that comes out the door. But if you mess with this lady that's going to walk before she comes out this door, it's not going to be a good thing. And so that was our agreement. We had that agreement. If I come in and go straight to the room, not, not every day was like that. But there were days because of the type of work I do or did at the time, there was a lot of pressure. There was a lot going on. And I'm a black and a female. Hello. So there was a lot going on. So some days I need to go and download and then come out so I could be her mommy. I could be mother to her. And you know what I'm saying? So that so she wasn't uh, getting fed from a negative space. And, and somebody mentioned it up here. And okay. I want to say it. You were taking care of you first. Oh, awesome. so yeah, yeah. As That's a great. parent, 
I have to fill my, myself up first. Um, somebody left um, a comment uh, la- yesterday, I believe, saying that they wanted to help their adult children after leaving a difficult situation. And I was like, one of the first things you have to do is help you first because we can't give what we don't have. And I see that a lot where people are like, okay, I want everybody else to be okay. I want everybody else to be okay. I'm doing all of these things to make sure that everybody else is okay, but they don't have any hobbies. They don't have any identity. And so you had, you had friends, you had identity outside of being a mom, even though we were close, even though we were friendly, you always had your, you always had a life and you didn't put things on me that weren't, you know, appropriate for my age that, that weren't, um, that I didn't need, need, need to know. And I did feel like I could, I could come to you. Cause the one thing you said is I might be, but I always love you. There's nothing you can ever do that would cause me to not to not love you. And your children and people that you're in a relationship with, but especially your children, need to know no matter what. Because her question she brought to me one day, and I didn't even know where it was coming from. She said, what could I do for you not to love me? And I said, nothing. And she said, and she asked me the question again. When your children ask you the same questions the second time, be tuned in. If they ask you the question again, it's from a deeper perspective in their life. They heard you, but help them hear you from the heart perspective. So I took an opportunity, I stopped what I was doing and we discussed it and I confirmed to her that no matter what, and I feel like that today, there is nothing that she can do to cause me not to love her. Because now, my love is unconditional. Now, if I wasn't good with my finances, you wouldn't co-sign on anything. Do you no. <laughs> like like because I think sometimes people equate love to you'll do whatever I want. No. No. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. That is not what that is. And I've co-signed on some stuff for her, but but we helped her build credit. Um 17? I think it's six, 16. Six, 16. Mm-hmm. 16. She built credit. And so, okay, but let's let's step back to the teen years. Yeah. Because there was some stuff that came up in the teen years. Okay, so let me explain just a little bit. Ladies, ladies, ladies. Estrogen. Can we talk a little bit about estrogen? There was too Can much. Can we talk about estrogen? There was too much in the house. It was too much in the house. It was just too much. Because your child, your female child, will and you will be almost in the same cycle. So y'all are going through, there's too much estrogen going on. So as an adult, I needed to figure out there was too much estrogen going on. I didn't know it immediately because I thought her and us both, she's getting on my nerves. She, I'm getting on her nerves. What's going on? So a friend, that's why it's good to have friends that speak into your life, speak. She didn't say, you know, you know, just handle it. She didn't do it like that. She said, girl, are y'all on the, both on the same cycle? And I said, yes. And she said, you see what I'm saying? Something that small. So I had to, you know, so we had to figure that out. We had to figure that out. But the other thing is, as your children mature and you've taught them to be a thinker, then, and you've taught them to have this relationship, there may be certain things they say that they did that is outside of what you desired them to do. And so again, you have to look at it and say, eh, is it life-threatening? Is it, you know, I mean, what is it? Because you you gave me some leeway that other parents wouldn't have, but yeah. that's because we talked and you trusted my decision-making and I wasn't giving you a reason not to, Yeah, if that makes sense. And people, okay, so I'm going to tell, tell this part, or you can tell it, is that people judged me yeah. 
based on what I did and didn't do in my household. Big time. Now, did I say they were paying a bill? Not, not a single thing. Not a bill. Did they did they deliver a baby? No, they didn't do none of that. But they had an opinion. And what they were saying is, that ain't going to, you know, I can't believe. And blah, blah. they were talking about me for real, for real. But, but what you were doing is you were letting me make my own decisions and letting me experience some things while I was still at home. Yeah. Before and I went do, off to college. And can we say, let's do that? Let's let's do it while she's in the safe space. And she ended up with some friends that people didn't believe, people did not think she should have been friends with. But when I, because my house was a safe place. Everybody came to my house. You know why? I threw down. I cooked. I did. I made sure everybody was in a safe place. I made sure that I was the hangout space. You know why? I was sitting in the other room listening. I was listening. But now I wasn't using it. Yeah. I wasn't using it against her. Mm-hmm. Right, I wasn't using it against any of the children. I was, I was listening. I was laying on my face a couple times, you know, praying about some stuff I heard. But I was always a safe, safe place. And some of the other children came to me as well, and I would send them back to their parents after they talked to me. You know, like you're the coolest mom. Patricia's so lucky. I said, can you tell her that? Because <laughs> at the time she was like, ugh. But my point for saying that is that people will judge you. They'll look at what you're doing in your life and they'll make. And to me, because it was people that were not in our household and even, and you were lucky that you didn't have family members like saying or judging things. But I think, I think they always thought. So I do think it's important to not compare your kids to one another. Oh my God. So we were lucky that, that it was only that it was only me, but I, I know other households where people start, well, if they can get these grades, then you can, or if you can do this, then then, then you can do this. And that ends up creating a lot of animosity. Yeah. People. Don't do that. I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I'm one of seven and um, don't pick out your, she's the smart one or she's the cute one or he's the da da da. And he's don't do that. Don't do that. All of our children have gifts. So um, the benefit of her being in a household that allowed that, one of the benefits for me is there were a couple girls that were we call we back then we called them fast. They were actively fast. Y'all got me. So what happened is, but they were in the room telling her, and you better not do it, and you better not. And I'm so sorry I did it. And I said, Yes, you know, they were helping me by telling her that they True. made mistakes. So me, you hear what I'm saying? So everybody that you think. You know, just just watch it. Just be around that's, it. That's that's why I said it. look for signs. See what's what's happening within 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 your within your child. Okay. And um and then for that adulthood part. Yeah. So when I went off to college and I intentionally went four hours away. So I could call her. To. So I could call her <laughs> and say, Hey, I'm going to a Q party, thong party. I'm going to go buy some thongs to get in the party for free. And she's like, I could just send you the five dollars, two dollars. Can I send you the money? Wait, whoa, whoa. She didn't tell you about she said, I just need to show them the edge of the thong to prove and I can get in free. And I'm thinking, I got money. I can send you money. You don't you don't need to buy thongs. I can do it. And I'm thinking thongs. Anyway, y'all don't need to. <sighs> I got the phone, y'all. But I was, but I was, I was too far away. Like if she, she was had, four hours, if she had left the house at that time. She was gonna be asleep when I got there. I'd be asleep. And then I'd really be even madder than I was. But this is the deal. I had to trust it. 
and I'm a tech, I'm a faith, I, I'm a person of faith. So I, I did some crying, I did some upsetting, and I said, and God, we got to this point, you know, I just had an explanation and all that. And what he reminded me of this, he said, I have more invested in her than you do. She's your gift. She's mine. She's just, you just have to, you know, you're just a parent. So I, I went on and went to sleep. I didn't, yeah, I went on and went to sleep. And the next morning, she was like, yeah, no, no. And I left it alone because I didn't freak on the phone with her, even though everything about me was freaking out. I knew she was upset. <laughs> and wait a minute. And this is the wonderful thing. Because we have that relationship, she called me telling me, like, if something happened, basically, if something happened, I'm wearing a thong and is it? I'm thinking, help me. But my point for saying that is let our children make live their life. Don't put your life on your children. Don't force them to live the life that you didn't live or the life that you made mistakes in. Don't be careful with all of that. And someone commented that people tell me that my daughter and I's relationship is too close, but I think it's good communication. And the one thing that I will say, so there was always respect. And there was actually, there was mutual respect, but... um and but I never so I would never I have a thing it's my own personal thing um about cursing at people like saying like you know you little piece of you know like like cursing cursing at people that way <laughs> um I think that that can definitely have an impact on on a person it does and um and so there was always this 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 respect and um, we were friendly and she was still mom and she would still give me advice. Like we, we would still talk about things and, and I had my friends and she had her friends. So there wasn't this like inappropriate, like emotional where okay. like, I, cause I never felt like I had to take care of her emotionally. Like there was always this clear boundary that, that, that she was mom. But I knew that I could always come to her because so if I did go to a party or um, I did a I participated in a protest at Virginia Tech and I called her before and I was like, hey, I might get arrested. So I'm going I, I'm going to go protest. Wait a minute. She said, hello, I might get arrested. Uh, OK, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm, I'm going to go be a part of a protest. Like if I if you get a collect call from the jail, please, please get me. <laughs> Please, please answer it. I did not get arrested. Everything was fine. And I would always update her that everything was fine. Um, growing up, I didn't have a curfew, but it would. I would say, you know, can I go to a 10 p.m. movie? And then after the movie, I would say, hey, you know, we'd like to go to IHOP. Can we go to, can we, and can, you know, can we, can we go to IHOP? And, um, but there was never this thing, uh, but that's, but that's my personality. And I wasn't, I was, there, she didn't, my grades were good. There wasn't anything that she really had respect. to worry about with me. Can we talk about respect? R-E-S-P-E-C-T, respect for real. Put Aretha on right now. This is the deal. Respect is mutual. So the reason she updated me, and sometimes she didn't say, mommy, can I? She would say, this is what we're doing, this is what we're doing. Because I was never sitting and said, oh my gosh, I haven't talked to her. But, you know, is she okay? She always updated me. And the reason she didn't have a curfew is that she built her own curfew within. Because I'm, I am I need sleep. That's what, because, <laughs> hello, she needs sleep. And she wasn't one of those people. So, again, a boundary. 
and then the state of Virginia, it was technically supposed to be 12. Like people under 18 weren't supposed to be out past past midnight. So the, and thank goodness for the state, the Commonwealth had about, but the deal is, is that um, us doing it at a home level and her growing up in it made an impact. So somebody's going to ask the question or thinking the question is, what, hap- what happens if none of this has happened in my life? And I have, you know, a child, three children, whatever. Um, what now? Then if when you establish, thinking they're still in your home, um, regardless of age, can I just say that? It may have to be a separate thing. But regardless of age, make sure you establish boundaries. Set some. And then whatever boundaries you set, don't make them so restrictive that nobody can live in them. And then mutually, let me let me do that. Let me do one step better. Mutually establish boundaries based on the age. So as a family therapist, I like sitting down with families and saying, what's one thing you can do to improve your, your family? That is one of my favorite questions to ask because often when, when people, especially parents, come into family therapy, they're thinking, ooh, you could do that and you could do that and you could do this. And they're not thinking, but the person they have the most control over is themselves. And they're often really surprised when we sit down and we're like, okay, so what are some good family rules that everybody should follow? Like, and I'm talking about the the adults too. What's something that everybody should should follow? What are some expectations? How should we be talking to each other? How should we be treating property? And then doing those things as, as a family and um and setting up some non-negotiables like these are some things that are that are off limits um i will mention that yelling and screaming having a household that is very chaotic that is typically that's there there are going to be issues and there are some families where it's like hey you know culturally you know we we talk loud and if you have a child that has significant anxiety then sometimes we have to kind of make some or if there have been things that have happened um, we, we have to watch how we're talking to one another. And as a parent, I have to deal with, with, with myself first. I have to step back and breathe. Uh, so, um, for, for, for my husband and I, for our, for our child, um, the thing that really gets me <laughs> is you, I can look at my son. He makes eye contact with me and I say, don't do that. And he looks at me and he goes, watch me. <laughs> and I can laugh about it now because he's not here doing it. But I have to, okay. Um, and um, because kids, especially as they start to get older, um, they are going to push boundaries. And yes, so are. then he knows that there are consequences, that we have certain things and um, uh, and and we and we and we talk about how to how to manage things. and it may be something as simple as like yesterday we we did this thing him and i cooked and all of this stuff now the week before if you listen to the video i was talking about the fact that all we did was watch tv well i know that's not the way they've been in the household but it seemed i mean i was giving him a, i was giving him his right i said what do you want to do he said watch another one <laughs> he said you gonna ask me are you you're not give me no boundaries. So I like that. So, cause sometimes you, you can give kids choices. <clears throat> um, so there are times. So when my child's school, they're having wear a red shirt day. And so what I do is I take down two shirts and I'm two red shirts. I'm like, Hey, do you want to wear this red shirt or this red shirt? And if he's like, Nope, I'm wearing a green shirt today. Well, the first goal is to get out of the house on time with shirt, socks, <laughs> pants, 
coat, you know. So it's like, okay, I try, you know, it's it's red shirt day. I want to wear a green shirt. Okay. Put on a green shirt. And, We're and gonna honor go that and keep day. on. Yeah. Um, because I'm looking, that's a you know, abiding by because his school doesn't have like a dress code. They have spirit days sometimes. Um, but um I think being able to to have that respect and um Opal on TikTok mentioned that their number one rule is do no harm. Oh, I, like I love that. I like that. And I, I like for that. it to be physically, emotionally, because sometimes we don't think about how we're how we're talking to one another. Mm-hmm. I like the financially part too. Yeah, and that's the key. The key is all of it is holistically. Um emotionally, financially, mentally, physically. I love all of that. And even for me, like spiritually, I don't want to do anything to hurt, harm, or endanger your spirit, but it can hurt a person's spirit. I'm not talking about faith. I'm just talking about their inner self by telling them who they are, who they are in a negative tone. And if it's not true. And so the the thing I'll say, because we're kind of leaning in. So the thing I'll tell you is this, is that one of the things that I encourage everybody to do is feed what you want to grow in your child. Even at this stage, I don't care if your child is 40 or, you know, whatever, whatever age or three or two. So feed what you want to grow in your child, right? Because at the cellular level, whatever you feed grows. So at the mental level, the same thing. So feed what you want to grow. Give them opportunities to to build creative thought and stuff like that. And don't always negate or discount what they say they want to do. Go ahead. She has something wonderful to say about this. I can see her hands came up. So what they want to do or what they ask to do. Next week, we're going to jump into our co-parenting series because the part that we need to talk about is a way that my mom respected me and was respecting my my dad and not letting and dealing with her emotions about him and not letting those things come out on me or not letting me see those things. And so um, I, I'm glad that we're going to jump into our co-parenting series mm-hmm. next week. Yeah. And, and that will include co-parenting when you're coming back in the household and you're in your parents' home. All of those things matter because now you're in a different environment. And how does that work? How do I still respect uh, their wishes? And so it's so funny. But the uh, one thing that you find for children, the one thing that I want to tell you is a secret that people most of the time won't tell you. It's find out what causes your child, what's important to them. Yesterday, when I was dealing with him, I said, oh, you're not going to take muffins. And he said, whoa, I'm going to stop doing whatever I'm doing because I'm taking the muffins with me, right? (laughs) So it wasn't that I had to threaten him and because I was serious. I said, if you don't stop, I said, you can't take the muffins with you. And so he knows well enough that, okay, mommy, mommy's going to back that up. (laughs) You know, mommy's going to go. But find out what's important to them. What I found out about her is what was important to her. And it's and it's typically not what she shuts down if, if people screaming, she shuts completely down. Then if there's some other things, that's not good. So find out what's important to them and then use that as the as the benefit and the the element of what you can take away. It could be the phone. But whatever you're gonna do, don't threaten them. 
You'll never have the phone for the rest of your life. You know they gonna have a phone. Stop it. <laughs> Don't say that. Consistency is is so important. And so that's why I think calming down first. Because let's say my child, I find out my child was doing something really inappropriate with, with a phone. And that's what every parent should be, like, how am I going to handle it if I find something inappropriate? And, um, but I am going to want to say, you will now never, ever, ever in life ever have a phone. But if I do that, then that threat, we know that it's not, that's a punishment. That's, that's punishing myself. Like that's not, that's not something that we're actually going to do, to do long, long term. And so, um, and I think every household has to navigate that a little bit differently. And I'm really excited about this series. And I think we're going to have different titles so you can find the ones um, that will best meet your needs. Um, so this was just a little look into my mom and I's relationship. Um, I think we'll also have to talk about, there are some people that will have to grieve. This, this isn't going to happen for everyone. No, It just won't because it takes two willing people. So if my mom was extremely controlling and negative and talked down to me and was gaslighting me and all, we, we would not, happen. we would not have this, this relationship. She respects my choices. Um, I, I, I respect her. Um, and we've started to, I don't know if you've noticed, we've started to not use sarcasm quite. And I like that because we that's, use, a, that's a family thing that we have Passive aggressive. Yeah, we have a we have some issues. Condescending. Yeah, you know, and then laugh like ah, it's nothing, but it is something. Yeah. So we have gotten better, and I desire to get better in every area because I find out that I'm still that way a little bit with my brother, and I have to be careful with that because you don't know when you when you do that, that's not a positive. You're not. Um, so that's what I want. I want to make sure that I add value to other people's lives. And like that was on there, do no harm. Yeah. I think that's powerful. I love that. And so thank you so much for joining us. Make sure to check us out, subscribe, share with a friend, and we hope you enjoy the rest of your day.